0: Business is simple, it's just not easy. We focus on three things to help you run and grow your business more easily. Talent, sales, and how to scale. This is the Talent, Sales, and Scale Show. Hey, everyone, Brian Whittington with this episode of the Talent, Sales, and Scale Show. We have a a really interesting topic here today. Uh, We have two authors from the Mind Coach System, uh, both a book and an event that you can go through, a process that you can go to, and they have all kinds of crazy stuff they're going to share with us, some insights and tidbits for us. So we have Adam Kripke and David Lashelder to join us today. So welcome to the show, Adam and Dave. Yeah, Yeah, thanks, thanks, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, let's jump right into this. One of the the key questions that we always ask is, you know, a lot of people are talking about success and a lot of people are talking about mindset and, oh, how you have to do all of these things. So why in the world should we listen to you on, you know, you have the secret sauce to create a blueprint to reach our peak performance. So, you know, what makes you experts on this
1: other than, you know, your book and all? Mm -hmm. I'm going to let... Dave, start with this one if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, the 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 whole notion of the book came out when there was a day where I received a phone call from Adam, and uh, at the time I was part of his mastermind, and he um, he he said, "Hey, he goes, uh, you know, I was listening to some of the things you were saying, and you know, do you want to um, do a project together?" And I was like, "Sure, I was, like, I'd love to." And so we got talking. And from some of the other books I've written, some of the stuff that I've done, we kind of connected with this whole notion of peak performance. And from there, uh, we started to talk about and develop um, certain things. And the thing that we really kind of understood together quickly was there's a lot of different tools that were out in the ether that people were using to reach peak performance and to you know, um, reach their, 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 their full potential. And, but it was all piecemeal. It was all you know, like going to a toolbox and just looking through tools and trying to figure out like, okay, which tool do I use? And then going back to the toolbox again and looking, okay, what do I need now? And so eventually uh, this stuff works, but it, there wasn't a formula, there wasn't a system. And so, the more we talked, the more we started to understand like, there isn't a formula or a system of approach that has all these tools or the essential tools that you would need. And so, we started to talk about and develop these over a course of six months. And then, eventually, that kind of turned into the book and then turned into a lot of other stuff and turned into a business. Uh, But we really uh, understood, I think, that once you have a system, then people are able to follow this system just like baking a cake. You know, you know the ingredients, you know how much, you know how, what, what temperature to cook it at, you know how long. And so that's what we are trying to, to, to develop for people to follow so they can reach their full potential much more efficiently and, 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 and much faster. So, uh, you know, Adam's been an entrepreneur for forever. I, I've been doing some pro- performance coaching for forever and counseling. And so once we started to implement this with our clients, we started to realize, like, wow, we're getting some massive results with this. And as we tested it, um, as we looked at the research and looked at uh, case studies, we really found that it was super powerful. And so we're really super excited about, like, sharing this with the the, the world (laughs) because we really feel that this is something that could really help, you know, a lot of people, you know, kind of cut the time in half or even – and you know, even faster than that, depending on you know, what your goals are and kind of move to that, uh, that level of quality and quantity um, that someone would need in their life, both as a, as a businessman or woman uh, or even in your personal life.
0: So. so let me push back on that a little bit and I'll, Adam or Dave, you can, you can jump into this, but yeah, you know, oftentimes it sounds too good to be true, right? I've seen this on YouTube and uh, dropping my kid off or listening to music on YouTube and they're like, Hey, this is how I got rich and, you know, three easy steps. So wh- why, I mean, there's all kinds of systems or, and, you know, a bunch of things out there, what makes this any different or why should we really, um, trust this one as opposed to all the others out there?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, everything that Dave and I were looking at is based on case studies that we've seen out there as far as like, how do people, what are some of the best systems out there for creating uh, your goals? What are the best systems out there for putting together and executing your to-do list? What are some of the systems out there for, for solidifying your vision and where you want to go in life? And so we looked at a lot of these different case studies, a lot of the other books that are out there, and this is a compilation of the best of the best uh, that we found. So this isn't necessarily anything new. There's really nothing new under the sun if you look at it. The way that we mix and match these mix and match these ingredients together is what's different. So we put them in an order that makes visual sense. So we give you actually a visual tool that you can look at. And when you hit a roadblock or when you're experiencing depression or anxiety or all these other things that entrepreneurs come to in, in these walls that we hit on a regular basis, you have, you have a map in your hands that you can look at and say, ah, here, here's where I'm at. Here's where what's stopping me. And we give you exercises to overcome some of those, those, uh, those um, roadblocks, speed bumps, whatever it might be. So the book that we wrote actually is laden with, and it's very heavily um, angled towards exercises on the different, we have seven different levels to this. And it starts with dreams and everything starts with a vision. It goes into next, it goes into your why. And so we've always heard, you know, you got to have a why you got to have your passion. Um, But how does that play into the rest of your success process and where you want to go in your life, right? So this is how this this all ties together. Starting with dreams, going into your why, next going into goals, next going into execution and after, or I'm sorry, strategy, execution, mindset, and then peak potential. And when you go up the the hierarchy of these uh, these seven layers, one comes after the next as you go, and the main component that that really stops all of us from reaching our peak potential is the mindset uh, that that we have. And we have a couple really neat exercises based on neuroscience, based on psychology that we've extracted from from other systems that are out there, and we've built our own that is a you know a mixed martial arts so to speak of. You know those other mindset uh, exercises out there. And one thing that makes our system a little bit different is we allow you to actually measure where your current mindset is and reconstruct it, rebuild it, and see if you made any changes and remeasure it at the end once you go through the exercises. So there's actually a measurable um, component that we haven't seen anywhere else that we thought was pretty novel. And you know at the end brian we can share uh the the graphic with your listeners or whoever you want to share with that kind of walks them through that process on how to you know, take their mindset put it on paper and rebuild it but so i'm going to go down these uh
0: seven layers and i want to hit mindset uh, i'm going to hold that off for a little bit however you talked about vision or dream then you go into why then you go into goals a lot of people would say hey isn't that one and the same so Help me understand, unpack that a little bit and also the order of it, because if you, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that probably listen to Simon Sinek, it all starts with why so they're going to try to put it there that other people on here that say, hey, your passion doesn't matter. I don't care if you're passionate or not. So uh, unpack those a little bit, because there's a lot in that vision slash dreams, why and goals. Um, so first question, why is it three?
2: Well, it, it isn't three. Um it, uh the, to kind of give you an example, and I'll, I'll come back to the answer to the question, but I wanted to kind of uh, add to Adam's uh, com- uh, comments is that what does make this um, uh, more effective is that typically what, what people do is they'll put the cart before the horse, if you will, in terms of how they're thinking and how they're strategizing. And so what we've found was, and even with the clients that I've worked with, they would they're they're all all the way to strategy and they're starting with the strategy before they have all the other basis of you know you know what is your dream what is your why what what are your goals and and so those three have to layer each other so when you're when you're when you're starting with um and so you have to almost back them up a little bit and say well wait a second now you can't develop a strategy until you have it clearly defined, but then not only clearly defined, but really have a reason why. So to answer, to answer more directly is when we finally, okay, when you ask someone like, what are your dreams? What you usually find is it's a very it's really pensive question because people was, they'll really start to think about, it. like, if I say like, what are your goals? well my goal is you know to become a millionaire my goal is cuz you kind of start with your job and your life i want to visit you know uh, florida i want to go to the, you know to italy or something you know it's always something very concrete and then it's but, but when you back up all the way and really ask the question like what are your dreams and you really start to think about like okay well what do i dream about like what do i really want and then when you start to ask then when they answer the question then you start to say okay well why is that and they say, well, you know, my, my dream is to have a, uh, uh, have a Lamborghini. And they say, why is that? Well, because, you know, I want, uh, I want to drive around and, and, and drive fast. Well, why do you want to drive fast? Well, I want to impress my friends. Well, why do you want to impress your friends? Well, because I want them to like me. Oh, so can you have them like you without a Lamborghini? Well, yeah. So do you really want a Lamborghini or do you want to be liked? So once you start to like unpack that, that's what makes it different because then you start to say, okay, what do I really want? And then you don't, you know, when you define that, then you're able to understand, okay, then once you know it, then you can set a goal. And
0: so to, to kind of ask on for that a little bit here, Dave, and what you're suggesting, then your vision, your, your, your dream doesn't necessarily have to be that audacious dream of, uh, you know, I want to be the next uh, Jeff Bezos or something like that. It could be as simple as uh, I want a couple more friends in my life.
2: Yeah, I mean, because, you know, what do you really want? People will, will set goals and think they want something and then they get to the end of the goal. And it's like, uh, that's not what I wanted. Because yeah, I see it all the time. What you wanted to be, what you really wanted was happiness. What you really wanted was, you know, uh, to to feel good about yourself. You know, that's what it really comes down to. And so, like, once you understand, like, what what's the core, what's the root cause of that dream, and then and and in this this process that we have, really helps you unpack that. And once you unpack it, then you, when you start to strategize, what you really what the, the, the planning, and then you execute it. By the time you're there, you have clearly defined exactly what you wanted. Instead of, hey, let's set some goals. Okay, well, let me think about that. You know what I mean? It's, 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 that, that becomes almost superficial. So we really dig deep first to really find the real reason why and you know, what are your dreams and then really why do you want them? And then you can start setting goals and strategizing and executing. And then like Adam said, then, then we, you put the, mind, the mindset in there, which we'll talk about later, because the mindset well, is really something that you, know, you can have the best plan in the world, know what you want, but if your mind stops you, you're not going anywhere. So, yeah. so we add that in there to really kind of, t- that's the extra, uh, that's the secret sauce uh, to the mind coach system.
0: Yeah. I want to hit this uh, again. uh, Forgive me for keep going back to this, but that vision and dream is extremely important because most people don't think about it at all, or they just throw out things that they think are important, or like you pointed out, they are, are super concrete. So what do you see the biggest challenges or mistakes that people make whenever we're talking about those visions and dreams? Is it making them too big, too concrete, too abstract, too little? What, what do you see out there as the major hindrance, roadblocks that we should avoid when doing that, that vision or dream casting?
1: We have a great exercise that we call dream storming okay. that, that is more broad than what most people go into. So when most people start dreaming, they don't have anything necessarily in front of them to guide their thought process and to help expand it a little bit more than all the other experiences that they've had in their life or the things that they're currently thinking about right now. So when you add this, this other little level of let's, what do you want your social circles to look like? What do you want your lifestyle to look like? What do you want your career to look like? And you start adding in, we have 10 different aspects of, of life that we, um, We target, so it really expands your dreaming ability. So you start thinking about like, wow, I never really thought of that. Like, what type of people do I want to hang out when I'm hang out with when I'm eighty years old, ninety years old, you know? And and that might change your trajectory of where you're going in life. I mean, don't forget here what we're trying to do is plot a course for what where you want to be, right? So we're plot we're we're planning a trip you know again where where do you want to go why do you want to go there let's set some goals on how to get there right and what are the different ways that we can get there so we're we're going through a very methodical approach of like we're we're planning a trip but we're also trying to plot our our life out in a way that we have a little bit more control now everybody's no one's going to execute execute this at 100%. That's just not possible. There's going to be roadblocks, you know, we have life that gets in the way. But we get a heck of a lot closer when we get a framework that we can somewhat look at, follow, go back to reference, and we have some tools that can help get us closer to where we want to be. So, whatever that peak potential is that you have inside of you, unless you have some tools and in order to, to plot that course to your peak potential, it's going to be very difficult to get there. You're going to zig and zag all over the place and probably fall short, right? And that was a frustration that, that I had and, and Dave had. And we realized this when we were going and trying and reading these different books and going to different mentors and going to different courses, and the frustration was, yeah, you're, you're getting all these fantastic techniques and tools and whatever, but how do they work together to get us to that, that greater version of ourselves? Yeah.
0: Well, and, and so off of that, whenever you talked about your your vision and dream, uh, I liked what you said. So I always heard heard the eight. Right? What's your career? What's your financial? What's your social? Uh, it seems like you have ten. And so because of that, it seems like what you're doing is not just pen, painting a vision or a dream, but it's a, a larger. Uh, portfolio of what your whole entire life is going to look like. Um, So it seems like you would paint a vision or dream for your financial stability, you would paint a vision or dream for education or learning or, or or giving or community involvement, whatever those things are, and then asking yourself that why, why, why to make sure that you truly want to do it take yourself through that exercise. And then you said the third part was your goals. Are these almost, because I I was equating this just like a trip, right? Hey, I want to go here. Well, why do I want to go here? Because of blah, blah, blah. All right. Now, if I'm going to take that trip, it it seems like your goals are not goals as in where you're heading, but mile markers along that path. So you can measure how you're going, velocity, velocity, checkpoints and all of those good things. Is that kind of a clear understanding of, of what the goals are in this, in this um, instance? Correct.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're, you're putting some milestones out there. You're, you're getting some higher level, um, you know, uh, when, you know, you're going to put a timestamp on when you want to achieve a few of those things, but yeah, you, you got it, Brian. It's like you, you want a bigger um, uh, goal as far as, what are the bigger things that I have to do to achieve that, right? And then when we get into the execution phase, that's where you the the rubber hits the road and you start actually putting in the work and doing the tasks to get you closer to that, right?
0: Yeah, because then you go... So once you have your goals, your mile markers, when you're going to get there... Um, then you get into your strategy. And, like you said, there there are multiple different ways that we can get that strategy. And that comes down, oh no, that then it comes down to execution. So um, whenever you're talking strategy, what how in depth do we want to go? Do we want to make that? I mean, super fine tuned of it's going to be this way and only, and I'm going to be rigid to it. Do we allow some flexibility? Like I'm going down the road, I come up to a detour and allows me to detour around it. So can you talk to that uh, a little bit about the strategy side? Because I think everybody knows goals. I'm going to make them smarter, smarter, and they're all doing that kind of thing. But talk a little bit about the strategy side, please.
2: Yeah, this this is the this is the main, This is like the bread and butter of it because when you the uh, the, the this is the really the most exciting part because uh, the like I said the tools we have here are uh, are pretty cool and so when when we strategize like there's 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 a, like you said there's a thousand ways to do something right so uh, part of our process with this is you you kind of lay everything out on the table. And you kind of think about as many ways as you can do uh, something to, to to reach that goal. And so you're so this is this is the hard work, right? So you're really thinking about, you know, if you got if you have a hundred different ways of doing something, you know, you're not going to use all hundred. So what what you're going to do is you're going to start to siphon this through to see what's the the most efficient, what's the what really moves the needle, uh, what really makes it happen. And so I think by, by when we were writing the book and coming up with the process, this was the, the one section we spent the most time on uh, because it was something that we really wanted to make sure it was right because, because once you can find the right strategy, because all the other stuff, like you said, is, you know, you can get through that, you know, relatively easily. But then once you get the strategy, that's when it's like, okay, well, then how do I do it? You know, I know what to do. I I know what I want, but how do I do it? And then and then this is where people get bugged up because, well, it's like paralysis by analysis because you have so many things that you can do. Where do I start? You now it's like my my kid's room. It's like, uh, you know, go clean your room. Well, they can't because there's too much stuff on the floor. It's like, where do I start? So how do you start to organize your thoughts, your your the things that you think would be a would be good to use, and then siphon those in there. And then kind of utilize those things that would make the, make the most sense. So you may have 100, but then after you think about it and you kind of put it through our filter, we kind of, we call it a filter, so you filter that in, then you might come up with five things that are really, really potent that really that can work and move that needle and, and kind of catapult you, you know, right to your, the execution. So... I know um, Adam and I we get very excited talking about this type of uh, process because mm-hmm. this is where I think a lot of um, like I said if you think about the other systems out there if you're asking going back to your original question this is where it really separates the uh, you know other great systems to, with this one too I mean they're they're you know all systems are good if you use them right but this one really makes it work. Uh, I don't know if Adam has more to say about this, but I, I think that this is something that's super important to, to understand and to implement.
1: Yeah, something I'll add to what Dave's saying. So there's three components that, are, um, that I can provide here. One thing that we found when we were writing the strategy component is it, it really is less about the how and more about the who. You know, who can help you get to where you want to go? And, and that just little shift... Can make a massive difference in shaving time off of your goals. Um, so that's number one is thinking more about the who than the how. Number two is creating a filter, like what Dave was saying. So you're actually going to go and, you know, if you're selecting software for your company, right, it needs to do A, B, C, D, and E. It needs to be able to, you know, do this task and do this ability. And so when you're looking at software to use, you're going to put it through this little filter and say, you know, is this software right for my company? Well, the same thing for strategies, you want to have that, that filter in place so that when you look at something, you can quickly toss it aside say, you know what, this one's not going to work for me. If I'm going to lose weight and you're a vegan, right. You're not going to go on, you know, a a diet that requires, you know, eating steaks, right. You're going to throw that one out because that's not part of your, of your filter. Right. So We help people to construct a filter so that they can quickly and easily uh, get a strategy that works and throw the stuff away that is not gonna um, move the needle for you in your particular situation. So I
0: think the filters are pretty easy. I think that people would uh, go to that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, let's unpack a little bit about the who, not how. Uh, I'm thinking of, you know, that um, instantly comes to mind whenever, uh, I'm not sure if uh, either of you read it, but Good to Great by uh, Jim Collins and, you know, first who, then what? And, and you're talking first who, then how. Uh, so unpack a little bit about what should we be looking for in
1: the who? How do, how do we find the who? I think the easiest thing is you want to try to find your doppelganger. You want to try to find somebody that's in a spot where you want to go, doing the thing that you want to be doing as close to that as possible. And someone that is non-competitive to you and willing to help. You know, you can get them on a phone call. You can get them on, a, on an email. You're really looking for a mentor or a guide or somebody that can shorten your time from going from where you're at to where you want to go. And So
0: you're, you're really looking for a mentor or a peer or somebody that has already done it because success leaves clues. I don't know who, who to give credit to that line, but success leads cl- clues, so you just follow that path. So that, it's as easy as
1: that? It, it's, that's one of the strategies. So if you're looking to grow yourself in that manner, that's, that's one who that you want to be looking for. Now, if you're looking to grow your business, and you're looking at a strategy to, uh, to grow, whatever it might be, sell, sell widgets or a service, you're gonna be needing, for example, distribution. You wanna tie into distribution networks. And so who has the client base that you're looking to promote to? You know, who has the market? Who has the audience? Who has um, a, an asset that maybe you can use or give value to in some way that um, is reciprocal. You know, you can give them some value, they can give you some value back, whatever it might be. So it's finding people that are in a position to help you succeed. So whether that's someone that is already living it and breathing it, or someone that has the key to where you want to go, and they're somewhat of like a gatekeeper, right? Those individuals can make or break your, your path. You know, they're the ones that can shave time off of your end goal and can turn you know years into days.
0: Yeah, or if you choose the wrong one, the exact opposite. So really, making sure that they've truly been there, done that, and and they can give you sound advice.
1: That's I heard it put that's this... actually sorry to interrupt. Uh, that's in the filter. So okay. when you when you're filtering, that's part of you know what do they have uh, good testimonials? Do they have You know, how has their experience uh, been in this world? Are they well known? You know, whatever it might be, but that can be part of the filter so that you're doing your best. You obviously can't have zero, um, you know, problems. There's going to be that margin of error, right? But if you do your best to filter that out at the beginning, you're going to have less problems in the end. Yeah, true. Yeah,
0: and you have to be careful here to put this way. Sometimes free advice is the most costly advice, so be careful where you get it from. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we go to strategy. So we figure it all out. So that's going to be the, the roadmap uh, with the goals in place of how we're tracking to the roadmap to our vision, knowing fully why we do this. That way, if we drive, or if we drive it with our why, that why is really the fuel of that vehicle that we're taking on this trip. Um, so then we get into execution. Now here's a curious thing. And I, and I, I I'm anticipating the answer, but I'll, I'll ask it. Nevertheless, I find that a lot of people love to dream and have these goals. They'll even plan it out. I mean, amazing, elaborate plans that if executed will work, but they love the idea of success, but they're not willing to do the work that comes with success. So, Talk to me a little bit about this execution, because a lot of people think, oh, if I think it, it's just going to happen, right? They read the secret and they think that's it. Or they have this plan and they think, oh, now that I have this plan, it's just instantly going to appear and they start spending money like they've already made it. Um, But it really comes down to the execution. So unpack a little bit about what we should be doing on that execution side.
1: I, I would say, and I'll let Dave answer this one too after this, but I would say they don't have a strong enough why because if there's no gas in the gas tank to really get you there and there's no power behind your decisions you're not going to make the necessary steps you're not going to do put in the work that needs to happen you know so if it's if you're comfortable you know where you're at you know why change you know that why why change comes from understanding your personal why and digging a little deeper into, into a fire that you need to burn inside yourself to push that up, uphill, you know, push, push yourself through it. Um, so diving a little deeper into that. And I, I, I'll reference, um, uh, there's a book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins that is excellent. And he talks about having a cookie jar. And when you're facing those tough times, you reach into that cookie jar and that's the fuel that you're going to pull out and use in that moment to push you through to the next, next step. Um, So the why is, is a version our version of, for example, a cookie jar, right? You're, you're going deep into yourself to get that, you know, why should I wake up at five in the morning and go exercise? You know, you need to have a strong reason to get, get me out of bed, right? To get me out of bed. It's going to take a lot because I I'm comfortable in my bed you know, I don't have necessarily have a strong reason to get up early, but if I want to push myself, you know, what can I pull out of that cookie jar? What can, what will get me out of bed so that I can uh, I can really take it to the next level? Yeah, because um, you're only going to
0: have so much willpower, and it's a lot easier to tuck and roll. I'm going to tuck the uh, the covers back over me and, and roll back roll back over. So it's so much easier. Go ahead, Dave.
2: Yeah, and, and exactly. You know, and and Adam, you're. I, I, I totally agree with that because it's, it's not only the, the, it's a compelling why, but it's even more powerful when you have a stack of whys, right? And if you have a lot of reasons, you know, if you have 10 reasons uh, to, to mow your lawn, right, um, you, the, you, 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 it's hard to talk yourself out of it. You know, most of us, you know, when I you, you you wake up and like I'll go downstairs and I'll, I'll I'll stand and look at my 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 weight set and I'm like man I don't, <laughs> I, I don't want to do like I don't feel like it like I don't feel like you know the energy to lift these weights this morning and it's you know and then you start to like so you you can talk yourself out of it because like that cup of coffee tastes a lot better if you just go upstairs and just make yourself yeah you know, go eat something and and pretty soon it's like oh, I'll just go to work or you know, whatever right and so. Um, you know, there's a difference between talking yourself out of it and talking yourself into it. Well, how do you talk yourself out of something? Well, you have a lot of excuses, right? So you have the, it's the opposite of the cookie jar. So you just come up with a lot of things. Why not to do it? And then then you, then you, well, then the question is, why couldn't you do the opposite? So why couldn't you just simply come up with a lot of excuses to do it and have those excuses be compelling, And, and then, you know, and then how do you do that? Right. So it's, then it becomes mindset. Uh, Then, you know, what are you visualizing? What do you really want? Then you start tapping into all the stuff that is in the first part of this process, which is like the dreams and and the reasons. And then you you can actually reverse, it's like reverse motivation, right? You can actually motivate yourself. Um, Motivation isn't really that complicated. I mean, motivation is basically figuring out how many reasons do you want to do something? and then tapping into those reasons. It is like if one doesn't work, then go to the next one or just use two, just use three, and eventually you'll want to do something. That's where the execution comes in. Uh, motion uh, it also uh, you know, uh, creates motivation. So you know, uh, you know, by, by doing something uh, also causes motivation. Starting something, right? It's that getting started is really sometimes very difficult for, for, for all of us at at times. Uh, But how do you do it consistently? And the way to do it consistently is, is merely just to be able to come up with enough reasons that are compelling to be able to kind of take yourself, you know, over that hump and then get started. And I think that's kind of, you know, I, I know it's, 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 it sounds, it doesn't sound that complicated because it's not because we make things more complicated than they really are. And so once you get to that certain point, now what we'll I, you know we'll get into later is really kind of the, the anatomy of the mindset, which really kind of like once you start finding the reasons and you turn on that mindset and how to think, then it becomes then then you're pretty much you know kind of a motivation on steroids because then you're really going, and it's really gets really exciting, and that's where you reach your peak potential at that point.
0: Well, let's, let's transition to that. So why don't we move off to mindset then? So execution is all about the doing and, and, and having the excuses why to do it. So talk to me a little bit about mindset. What do we, what do we want out of our mindset or how do, we, how do we get that one?
1: Well, one thing that Dave and I, uh, you know, this, this took a long time to really build. And, and it took a lot of back and forth and, and research because there's a lot out there. On, on this. But one thing that we were looking for is we want a tangible tool because many times we go throughout our day and uh, we don't really realize what's going on in our subconscious or, or in the background of our head until it's too late or until we react or until we, you know, get mad or frustrated or depressed. And then, you know, days go by and we're still in that state. Like, we wanted a way to take it out of your head, put it on paper in a clear, concise manner that made sense and wasn't too complicated, and wasn't and and actually had a process to it. And it um, just going through this process alone uh, relieves a lot of what you might have going on. And it's very simple. We try to simplify it as much as possible so that it could be implemented at at the drop of a dime. And we call it the beta cycle and it's, it's an acronym. So it starts with B E T A and it's beliefs, emotions, thoughts, and actions. And we call it the cycle because they go in a cyclical motion. You know, one flows into the next, into the next, into the next. And what we, what we realize is a lot of times, like you might be angry, but you might not know why. Right. Or you might, Uh, be over in the corner at at some party being antisocial, which is a a form of an action. And you don't know why. And it helps unpack what's going on so that you can reverse it and design your mind in a way and rebuild your mind in a way that is beneficial to you and serves you instead of hurts you. Um, So this also came from, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, brainwaves, but there's something called beta waves and beta waves are a form of when you're being conscious, you know, beta waves are your conscious mind. And so what we're doing here is we're taking the unconscious and we're making it conscious. And so by using this, this acronym, you can quickly say, you know, what, what am I, um, what am I saying to myself? What are my emotions right now? What are the actions that I have and putting it down on paper and measuring that.
0: So, so there's a bunch there. So, a couple of things. One mindset. Um, a lot of people are going to see, think that's a little woo-woo. That's a little bit happy, touchy-feely kind of thing. Um, is this Robert Smalley kind of thing? Or who is that guy? What yeah, I'm
1: thing? good enough, smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like me.
0: Yeah, are we talking <laughs> yeah. about affirmations here? Uh, unpack a little bit about mindset because there's a lot of people that will push back hard on this. Um, so talk to the skeptic.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's it, it's very true it can sound woo-woo. this is uh, based on science. and you know and you know we have um, you know looking into like some of the uh, cognitive theories like you know, um, you know cognitive behavioral therapy, for example, um, that you know those those models uh, are you know scientifically proven uh, to you know really help people for sure, especially people with with depression. and so what, we, what we've done is we've taken the, the science of psychology and really took, took a look at it and said, okay, what, what would what would make the most sense here for someone to um, kind of change their mindset? Because this is really about change. And it's really about uh, understanding, you know, how you're feeling, you know, what you're thinking, um, you know, how you're behaving. So, so there's, there's a few things here. Um kind of a, a little bit of a side note with this is, uh, there's a, a tool we use, uh, called the three A's and it's the, the first day is a, it's awareness assessment and action. So to, to, to change anything, you have to have some type of awareness. So you ever, you ever, you know, find yourself, you know, doing something and, and someone will say, you know, what, what's, what are you doing? Or and so I don't know. Or, you know, or you're just, you're just clueless of your behavior, right? Um, where you say, man, I can't believe I did that. Uh, and then you start to think about like, why did I do that? And so th- things like that. So, so awareness is number one. And once you're aware, then you're able to assess it. And once you can assess it, then you can look at possibilities uh, to take action to either correct it or change your approach or whatever. So kind of the, the basis of this too is what is we call the three A's. So once you can understand that, um, uh, or utilize that concept, then you can kind of move into kind of what we call the beta cycle, which it like I said, is based on science. So your belief system is something that you know we all have beliefs that we have, um, and so some sometimes what happens is you're believing something that doesn't serve you. Uh, sometimes it does serve you, and so it depends on the situation so uh, like for example, if you know if you if you believe something. And then and the, the question is, something's not going right. So the question is, is it true? It's it just a simple question. Is it true? And then you can question that, what you're believing, because what you're believing is how it's making you feel. And how it makes you feel determines the thinking process, because the emotion and thinking are tied Because once you, you know, what you, what your self talk is, is really determined on, you know, what, how you feel as well. So your emotions and your thoughts are connected. So as we look at the emotions and look at the thoughts, then you're able to kind of make a determination based upon your belief, what you're feeling and thinking, and the self talk that goes along with that, how, you know, and then from there, how that generates a behavior. And so the action that, that the actions you take, so, it, it, you know, once you start to think of it that way, then it becomes, I, I think, less woo-woo because it's like, okay, well, what's, what's going on with me? Like, what, why do I feel depressed? You know, why am I frustrated? You know, and so maybe, maybe you're saying to yourself, well, you know, I, maybe you feel you have lack of confidence I, and you say to yourself, well, I, I just, I, I don't think I can do this. Uh, I'm not, I'm not worthy. Um, I'm not able to do this. I, I never learned. And you, all of a sudden you come up with all these things in your head and you feel like you can't do it and you don't try. And so it's like, well, why isn't that person trying to do that? He, the, the, that person, mo- he's capable, she's capable. It's your mindset that stops you. So like I said before, we have this awesome plan and all this work that could happen from dreams, goals, you know, strategy wise, all the way up. But if you don't tackle, if you don't have command of your beta cycle, then, then you're really not able to execute all that work you've done with the plan. And I've seen it over and over again with the, you know, a lot of my clients. It's, you, know, you know they're almost there and guess what happens? It's like uh, they, nothing happens because they, they don't think they can do it. And it's a matter of confidence. It's a matter of uh, feeling they're not able to do it or whatever that would be.
0: So it's I mean, really weird how people self-sabotage uh, yeah. right whenever they get to the finish line. Now, a, a question here. So you talked about how it's almost a wheel. So belief, emotion, thoughts, actions. If there's all in, in a wheel, um, which comes first? Your belief comes first.
1: Yeah, everything that all your value system and that's what's been, what's been built over time You know since you were born. Your belief system and the values that you hold dear are the strongest component of of where you frame, is that right, is that wrong, can I, can I not. Um, All those things are built on the belief system, and everything eventually comes back to that. However, even though it might be first, it might not be the thing you notice. You might not notice. Can I challenge you on that one? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Because if, you know, I can believe all day long, um, and sometimes my belief isn't a supportive belief. Um, Especially whenever you're talking about first who, um, oftentimes you're seeing people do different actions than what you're doing, and you don't believe that that might work. So if you take the action, even if you don't necessarily believe it, you're going to see different results. And in those actions, getting different results, those changes and results tend to change belief. So um, I've always been one that says, Hey, even if I don't feel it, even if I don't believe it, I'm going to act in spite of that. And as long as those results change, that's going to, that's going to change my beliefs. But if I don't see any results change, that's unfortunately going to just reinforce my, my false beliefs. So that's where I would push back. Um, thoughts on that? You might hate that idea. I'm not sure.
1: No, actually, we're we're saying the same thing. So there's two components. One is putting your thought process on paper. So you're extracting. You're becoming aware of what's going on, and that that process alone is very you know cathartic. It's it's very good to just get it out, and you can put it on paper, and just that lightens the load of how you're feeling and your and your mindset. Now, is it going to you know, fix you 100%? Um, No, the answer is no, there might be a 1% increase, there might be a 2% increase. But the idea is, once we have it down on paper, now we do what we call beta reconstruction, beta reconstruction. So there's a two part process to this. And exactly what you were saying, Brian, is it starts, we start with actions first. And we go back around the opposite direction because the actions are the easiest thing to change. Those are things that you can do right away. You know, it could be your posture, it could be, you know, talking to somebody, it could be speaking up when you feel shy. It could be a, a small gesture just to push the needle a little bit further and closer to where you want to be with your mindset, right? actions are the easiest place to start. And then it goes back around with what you're saying to yourself, the emotions you feel, and then back to beliefs. So when we're putting it down on paper, we start with beliefs and, and go around to um, actions. When we're reconstructing, we're going from actions all the way back to beliefs. Huh. So it's it's a it's a reconstruction motion. But now when we're talking about yourself and when you're when you're, when you have stress and when you have anxiety, when you have a feeling of like, man, why, why am I just not progressing in my business? I feel stuck. You know, I've been in the same spot for the last year. What the hell is going on? And you start, you know, beating yourself up in your head, which is always helpful, by the way, which is always helpful. You, <laughs> might, you might notice that you just wake up pissed off every day, but you have no clue why, like, you're like, why am I like, the other morning, I woke up and I was just in a in a bad mood. I'm like, nothing happened. I should be in a great mood. Why? Why? And I went through this process and just, you know, you know, it was something that I was saying to myself, but it was the emotion that I felt. It wasn't it wasn't the emotion that was triggering it necessarily. It was something I said to myself or that I was saying in my head that was making that emotion uh, come out. If that makes sense. So just the process of of getting it out of your head helps to alleviate a lot of these things that we feel and it's not uh, it's not a magic wand it's not a silver bullet but it is a tool and unless we we were never taught growing up how to deal with our our heads you know the things that whatever's happening between our two ears unless you have a degree in psychology you know it, it's there's so much stuff out there like how do you make sense of it, right? So our goal, Dave and I's goal here was to create a simple tool for the lay person that we can use. And that's why we call it the mind coach system Is you're coaching yourself. This is a tool for coaching yourself. So when no one else is around, you can use this tool to actually extract what you have going on and do your best to reconstruct it. Now, there are times you're going to absolutely need professional help. There's absolutely times where you're going to need, you know, doctors, psychologists and medicine and all those things. That's not what we're saying. This is just supplemental to your day to day work on yourself that you're doing. Um, so if, if that answers your question, I mean, we're saying the same thing. So absolutely. Uh, um. Reconstruction.
0: Now and, and then, so if we do those six six things and then we'll be at our 0.7, which is our peak performance, is that kind of a, a good summation of your, your 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 book here?
1: Correct. yeah, yeah. If you're a, if you're able to conquer your mindset and and you're able to be at an optimal mindset, then you're at your current peak potential. So your peak potential, so your peak potential can change yeah, they're if, better, right? yeah, your <laughs> peak potential I mean peak potential is the is the essence of constant improvement of yourself, a constant yeah. drive to become better and better. So that peak potential is always going to change and get, but where you are now is your current peak. And then when you go back through the process, you're going to get have a different peak.
0: Got it. Well, speaking of peaks, we're at the peak of time. So we got a rapid fire these last couple of questions, but that was uh, extremely helpful. I hope everybody enjoyed that. It was very insightful. So uh, as you're doing this, what what would you say that you you see as the biggest challenge or areas in which people stub their toe whenever they're trying to drive to peak performance. I think you might've touched it on already, but how can we avoid that? What's the biggest thing that we, that you find out there that we should avoid?
1: Yeah, Dave, go ahead.
2: Oh, I, I, you know, I, I would, I would say, you know, your, um, uh, your, your, your mindset and mindfulness, um, you know, to, to, to really focus on, those two things, understanding like where you're, where you're, what you're thinking, how you're feeling. Those are the biggest stumbling blocks. The other stuff's very mechanical. It's, it's, it's not easy. Um, it's, it takes hard work, but when you're talking day in and day out, uh, quality of life, uh, you know, the, the, the quality of, you know, your mindset, your, your feelings, uh, how you view the world, um, those those type of um those type of emotions and feelings and thoughts and beliefs uh need to be evaluated all the time and so once you do that then you you're more in touch kind of with with yourself but then you're then you're able to make that and since you are then you're able to make that change and and make that shift you know like adam was saying he woke up in the morning wasn't feeling right and you know, just by questioning that and being able to have something to go, go on and go for um, and go back to and to say, okay, well, what's really going on here? Like, how, how do I really feel? And, and, and what am I really thinking? And, okay, so, okay, now I've identified that. Okay, well, can I change it? You know, what can I say? To, what can I do differently now, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, to be able to make that change to, to bring a higher quality of life? And that's really the key because once you'd have that, then you have command of it. Once you have command of it, then you're able to reach your full potential uh, much more consistently.
0: Got it. So, what's your mindset? What you're talking to yourself, and what's your mindfulness? Be present where you are. Um, uh, yeah, I th- think this—that's good, wise, wise, sage advice there. And then, how about uh, best business hack? Whether it's for talent, how to hire, sales, how to have peak performance in our sales, or even scaling in the business. Uh, one business hack that you might want to throw out to the to the audience. I would say,
1: uh, you know, one thing that came out of this that was completely unexpected as Dave and I were was we were working on this project, the mind coach system, the the seven layers that we were talking about actually applies when you're going to foster employee connection within your company. So most of the time, employees don't feel appreciated. Um, They feel like they're expendable. They don't feel like they're taken care of, you know, people aren't invested in their growth. And so anybody listening that has a lot of employees this same seven-step process, if you understand, for example, where you know, th- what the employee is dreaming about, wh- what do they want? Do they want a, you know, house on a lake, uh, you know, somewhere in, you know, northern Michigan as their as their retirement package, right? And that's their dream. And you know that as a manager or a leader in your organization, and you can understand where their mindset's at, and you can understand what goals they have and some of their whys, you are going to be a thousand degrees uh, percent, more more able to motivate, influence, uh, connect with them at an extremely deep level that, you know, they're going to become more loyal. You're going to have less turnover. You're going to have, uh, they're going to be happier in their job. They're going to have less anxiety. The outcomes uh, of just being able to connect and understand their peak potential and what they are able to do and want to do is a uh, massive advantage. And and that's a system that actually David and I teach for for organizations. But uh, that hack alone, uh, you know, all these kids coming up nowadays are looking for a company to work for that cares about them. They're looking to become developed. They want to, they want to learn, they want to grow. And this is how a, a way that you can do that is by understanding what they want.
0: Yeah. And, and so with you teaching that, there's a, a book, I think his uh, author's name is Kelly called Dream Manager, speaks mm. to the same thing, but it doesn't necessarily give the one to sound how this is the, the advice to take. So really interesting. I, I really like that because engagement right now, especially with remote employees, is a critical factor. So that's a great one. How about resources that you might recommend, whether books, podcasts, guides, um, how, can we, how can we learn this stuff better? So a shameless plug on your book is?
1: Sure, uh, mindcoachsystem.com. You can go, we got a, a bunch of actually free tools there that you can go and download. So we got a couple podcasts, a couple tools. We have the beta cycle, as well as the, the uh, pyramid that you can look at and um, some questions in there and tools that you can use. Uh, for me, I'll let, I'll let Dave answer next. But uh, for me, my favorite podcast out there is by Roland Frazier called Business Lunch. Hmm. Uh, he's an accomplished uh, business professional, has some excellent hacks on, on business. Um, I love listening to his stuff.
0: Good. Awesome. Thanks. How about you, Dave?
2: Uh, you know, in terms of uh, since my interest is really into the mindset, it's uh, probably Jocko Willick, um, the former Navy SEAL. He's a really good podcast that I think uh, he kind of covers, uh, has a lot of guests on and he kind of covers mindset pretty deeply. So it's very interesting. I think uh, he's probably one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. He's got some interesting topics there as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, two, two great ones. Cool. Um, now how about this? What's the future hold? Uh, what are you seeing coming down the pike that you're kind of watching either in in anticipation or in, in, in dread and
2: worry? Uh, I probably going back to what we said before was, you know, uh, mindset's a huge thing now, uh, mindfulness, I think with the pandemic, uh, you know, people going through that, uh, i you know we we've found that there is um uh, you know people were affected by that more than what you think, and I think now you know kind of uh you know being isolated working from home, not being uh you know the lack of socialization that affected a lot of people a whole bunch and i think I think in the future I think companies now are going to be looking. Uh, at the, the mindset component of it and, and the wellness factor, uh, the mental wellness that you know, people are experiencing uh, in, in, in the workforce and how they're doing. Because that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously that affects performance. And so if you want the best out of someone, you really want to take care of that person. And, and one of the ways to do that is to make sure that um, their mental wellness is up to par. Yeah,
0: I like that one, uh, Adam. Anything to
1: add on to that one? No, I, I would agree. I think mindset and mindfulness are, are really coming to the forefront nowadays. You're you're seeing it more and more, and uh, you know, especially with media, social media, and all the things that are like grabbing it for our attention every single day. It's it's more important than ever to take control, take back control of your own head. And have some tools to be able to do that. So um, I see that becoming more of a uh, uh, more prevalent nowadays, uh, as well as what Dave was saying. You know, employee happiness and, and and happiness in the workplace. You know, having a great culture as your as your company or organization is going to become more needed. As these, these kids grow up, they want a place to work that's fun and engaging. They like people that they work with. And, and being able to create that environment is, is not only going to be challenging, but it's going to be a necessity uh, in, in the coming future.
0: Yeah, love it. Well, hey, uh, I can't thank you enough, Dave and Adam, for your time here. Some great uh, tactical, easy to apply Maybe not simple, but easy to understand and apply kind of, uh, kind of tactics here. So I can't thank you enough for that. So who should reach out to you? How should they do it? And why should people reach out to you? See, I got the why in there. <laughs> that's great.
2: I, uh, who, who should reach out to us?
0: Yes. Who, how, and why?
2: Okay. Uh, well, I think, I think um, in terms of professions, I think you know, any business professional uh, that's looking for any, any, any person in a leadership position that really wants to kind of take themselves to the next level, but also, you know, lead others in the same way. Um, you know, uh, obviously entrepreneurs, uh, I think they would, uh, you know, with, with this type of system really kind of helps people kind of pull together, uh, their, their thoughts and, and their desires and, and make some real. Uh, I think that those are people managers, um, and, and, and really anybody else who's really wants to kind of take, take themselves to the next level. Um, you know, it, it it does apply to the majority of people. We've been focusing on entrepreneurs and business at this point. Um, but, you know, if, if you're really looking to, you know, build a quality of life, then, you know, that, that would be something that might be an in, interest to uh, to a lot of other people as well. And
0: how should people reach you?
1: Just by going to the website, Mind Coach, mindcoachsystem.com. Um, there's lots of ways there to contact us, whether it's social media or, or email, um, you know, you can also schedule a, a consultation call if you're looking for something a little bit larger. But, uh, you know, we're, we're available. Um, David and I both are on LinkedIn. I, I'm not as active on there as I need to be, but uh, we're, we're easy to find. Mind coach
0: system, no S at the end of system, mindcoachsystem.com. Cool. Well, uh, Adam and Dave, I can't thank you enough. So great, great, uh, tactical, helpful advice here. So I appreciate it. So as always, everyone, um, don't take this for knowledge sake. Knowledge sake is pointless. Let's make some application of it. Get out there. Get your visions going. Know why you want those visions. Don't lie to yourself. Really have a good why there. Get your goals. Um, benchmark those. Get after those goals. Know that you're hitting it. Hit your strategy. Hit your execution. You got your mindset. Keep that in in, uh, in check, and then hit your current peak performance. So, oh, peak potential. Sorry. I almost got that screwed up. So I can't thank you enough. Thanks everyone. Until next time. See ya.